Hello, hello. Hi, hello. Drug dealing bookers here. We're finally back. Hopefully you missed us. After many, many months. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the start of our season two. So we brought, I think, eight good episodes for season one. And mm -hmm. now we're on to season two, episode one. Excited to bring new books of 2021. This is our pandemic edition where <laughs> Tanisha brought wine from Costco. Yeah. We haven't been out to the local wineries because of the pandemic, so we don't have any local wines to share. So this is Kirkland wine. It's Kirkland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Kirkland Cab. And none of these local wineries have sent us any free samples yet, so <laughs> we had to get our own. I feel kind of slimy, like, hitting up wineries for free <laughs> samples when, like, they're all suffering here in Oregon. Like, I hey, know. I know you've been shut down for, what, like, four months, yeah. and you can't have people that you want to get because some, yeah, some free wine. I feel like that would be some really bad advertisement of yeah, our part. No, we don't so expect free wine. So we're, we're going to, in the meantime, going to drink yeah. Costco wine because that's how we roll. So, <laughs> anyhow, let's review it. What did you guys think? Well, first off, we got to talk about what book we read. Oh, yes. Oh, we have to do that first. I guess. <laughs> um, the, this book was my choice, if you all remember. It's called Anxious People by Frederick Bachman. Bachman? Bachman. 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 It's like our friend at work. Our friend at work, Tyler. Um, so, yeah, so that's who it was. But on the Kirkland, I actually, I was told that Costco brand wines are actually really good. And so I thought, oh, okay, sure, I'll try it. It's not bad. I actually really like it. I like, like it I would never guess that this isn't like an expensive bottle of wine. And <laughs> I don't know if that just means that like my tastes are not very developed. Um, but I think it's great. I love it. And, I, and it's a Cab Sauv, right? Yeah. And those yeah. are my favorite. I love blends. Yeah. Like. I have to say, it's oh, not my fave. The smell smells more like a Chianti, like Ooh. kind of a, a little mm. bit more Sangiovese. It doesn't smell like a cab to me. And it doesn't really taste like a cab to me. Huh. Mm. So it's not my favorite. So I think it, the issues you then. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm Big. thrilled with my pasta wine. <laughs> Your palate is more developed than ours, yeah. apparently. Uh, perhaps. How's the bouquet <laughs> in the legs? <laughs> uh, well, the legs in this plastic wine glass. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I was going to totally call you out for that. You know like, what's really well, funny? It's like actually I'm playing with the bottom of this, thinking, yeah. wow, the glass is like kind of sharp. I'm going to get cut. Not knowing it was plastic the whole time. Well, <laughs> oh I have God. to say, though, it's... Pottery barn. Oh, it's high. <laughs> this is high class plastic. Pottery barn. I can't remember what the plastic is called, but it's fancy plastic. It's not plastic. It's like melamine or something. It's fancy. not like dollar store wine no, glasses. No, no, It is thicker. I will Only say. pottery barn for my bitches. And the reason I have plastic glasses is because our pandemic edition is in the garage today. <laughs> Shop next to our motorcycles. Garage and... with our little fire pit, mm -hmm. and I went to the grocery outlet to buy some food and yeah. saving some money, and the dollar store saving some money because that's what we do now in a pandemic. Hey, yeah, 
I got discount spinach dip. That's and awesome. It was delicious. It yeah. tasted the same as regular fries. I know it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> We're frugal. <laughs> so, jeez. Um, oh. Next, next time we'll have the white trash one. Oh, that'd be that fun if we really did different frugal. themes. You know what I thought about doing tonight, being Super Bowl Sunday? Yeah. Oh. Uh, the local Mexican restaurant was doing margaritas to go, and they oh. make the mango rita, which is like oh. my favorite. Oh. I almost sure. I know. That I should have. So it was cool. like, I, I would have been totally there. Margaritas. Oh. Oh. We should have done that. I know. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I like totally should have. Well, sorry. we still can do that. It doesn't have to be Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. That is true. Oh, I'll drink some parking lot margaritas. Yes, let's do that <laughs> yes. next time. So, anxious people. Okay. I yes. was reading, this is like on a lot of charts. Like, last night I was researching for our next book, and I saw like this one, because I didn't know like where you would found this one at, mm. but it's like rated really high. Like, people love it. Yeah, he has a whole slew of other books that I really enjoyed. Oh, you've read his other ones? Yeah, so I, I read... Yeah, Matt called um, Uve or something, and then um, um, my grandmother told me to tell you I'm sorry. It would probably be Uve, because it's Swedish. Uve. So, did you know a bunch of his books are getting turned into movies or no, series? Yeah, I, I read that last night. I was like, oh, I said I didn't know that this book was so popular. I'd never heard of it. Not that I've heard of a lot of books, but yeah. um, and it they were saying yeah. that a bunch of his books are getting turned into things. Well, the one the man called Uve or whatever that Uve. is actually, Uve. Uve. that is actually already a movie. Oh, well, I don't know if that's how you say it. But I watched uh, the movie. It was oh, good. you did? Yeah, did you? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's a really cute book. It was um, on Netflix. Or this Prime was or this was different than his other ones, though, like the Tiberian. But we can uh-huh. get into that later. So, um, my summary. Ooh, yes. So spoilers. Summarize yeah. it for us. <laughs> this is where you need to turn it off. Uh, if you don't want the spoilers. <laughs> Yeah, or you can just not read books and just listen to us tell you all yeah, about it. There you go. Yeah, there's a different type of fan base. There's the people that don't like to read and they just want to act like they read it because they listen to us read it. Yeah, that way you can be like, I totally read. I totally read yeah. it. I can tell you all about this book <laughs> and I have lots of opinions. I can give you a basically <laughs> three different opinions. About yeah, I'll give you all sides of the story. <laughs> That's a great idea. Um, okay, so this book. This book goes back and forth from history to present time. So I tried to sum up as much as I could. Okay. So a man lost money in a market crash and he went to a bank and asked for more money and they turned him down. And so he decided that he was going to jump off of a bridge and, um, himself he was just super depressed you know said bye to his kids um that type of a thing so when he was on the bridge though this boy came and saw him and so he was talking to him and the boy thought that he could save him but the guy jumped anyway so the guy that had jumped uh before he jumped he had written a letter to the person at the bank who had rejected him for for a loan so that he could pay his rent um so a week after that man committed suicide, there was a girl that was really depressed and felt like she was going to fit in. She got the idea to jump from this guy that had jumped the week earlier. And so she went to jump, but that same boy 
because he hadn't saved that gentleman, he had been going back to the bridge every day, that same boy saw her, and he didn't even try to talk to her. He just, like, pushed her out of the way and took off. Okay. So he saved her. So that boy became a police officer just like his dad because he wanted to save people. And the girl that was going to jump, but he saved, her name's Nadia, she became a psychologist later in life to help people. And the woman at the bank that turned down the suicidal guy, her name is Zara. And she had this letter from this guy for a while, right? And she had never opened it, it was just in her purse, okay? But Zara, since she knew the guy had jumped, she had been sort of self-torturing her, but also trying to sort of work through this severe guilt about this guy jumping off, and so she would watch the bridge. So she actually saw Nadia get saved by this boy, and she she followed Nadia through her, through her life. So she knew Nadia was a, a psychologist, so she went to go see Nadia later in life. It was about 10 years after um, the suicide. She went and saw Nadia and she wanted to be prescribed sleeping pills because really she wanted to kill herself at that point. So anyway, that's that. Okay, so now we're gonna cut to the, this bank robber. So this bank robber is having a similar story, needs money for the apartment, uh, because they think their kids are going to get taken away from them, from their ex who cheated on them. Uh, she goes to the bank. They won't give money. So she's like, oh, I'm going to rob a bank. And But she goes into the bank, and it's a cashless bank. Okay? So she panics. She runs across the street into this apartment complex where there's a showing. So in that apartment, there's eight other people. There's Estelle, who's an older lady who turns out to actually own the apartment across from that apartment. Oh no, she turns out to own the actual apartment being shown, sorry. So she owns the apartment actually being shown. She, there's two women who are married and accepting a baby. Their names are Julia and Roe. There's a retired couple, Roger and Anna, and they basically buy apartments, renovate them, and then move on. Then Zara is actually there. She does this sort of as a hobby. She's super rich and sort of just likes to see how the poor people live. <laughs> it's, it's, she's an interesting lady. Um, and then there's a guy named Leonard. Leonard, that's hiding in the bathroom. He was hired by, by Anna because he's a failed kind of actor and he he gets these apartments to be sold for less because he pretends to be like a crazy guy, you know, and so people don't want to live there. So he was in like a rabbit costume because his idea was someone would walk in on him and he'd be taking a poop on the toilet in a, with a rabbit head. Just weird, weird stuff. And then people can't get that out of their head. Exactly. So, so then they're not going to want to live there. Right. So you're not going to get as many bids. So and then there's a real estate agent who is hiding in an air duct in a closet, and then there's the bank robber. So they get to know each other, and they sort of find out each other's stories. They end up kind of sympathizing with one another, and they actually want to help the bank robber because they feel sorry for her. 
So uh, during this time, they get hungry, they ask for pizza because now the police are there and they're thinking it's a hostage situation. So um, now there's, there's two cops. So as, as I mentioned, Jack, the little boy, turns into a, into a cop, but his dad is also a cop and his name is Jim. So Jim goes up to deliver pizza and the bank robber answers the door and you know, just tells the story and Jim feels bad. And so they set up this plan where he's like, hey, ask the realtor in there. She's also selling the place across the way. Ask her if she has a key, okay? So you can hide in there. Well, they go back in, the realtor doesn't have a key, but it turns out Estelle has a key because she had an emotional affair with a neighbor that used to live there. So they swore this all out, the hostages all leave, shut the door behind, and then the bank robber comes out and goes and hides in the other apartment. So this eventually comes out. Jim doesn't tell his son Jack this, but they eventually figure this stuff out. So everything ties up nicely at the end. In the end, Leonard and Zara start dating. Ro and Julia buy the apartment across the way to be next to Estelle. The bank robber ends up moving in with Estelle. Roger and Anna settle down. Instead of buying things and renovating, they decide to settle and just have a house or a home together. Zara then reunites Jack and Nadia together because they had never seen each other again. So she brings them together, and then that's you assume becomes a thing. And then even the rude and jerky friendless bank teller that gave her attitude about, you're so stupid, this is a cashless bank. <laughs> she even gets friends at the end. It, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the summary. Everything's in a nice Tied up in a neat, yep, tied up in a And one thing just to point out, because I feel like the bank robber, like that was like a perfect summary of tying all that together, because I was yeah. wondering that. I was like, man, how's she going to do that? Because it's yeah. a lot of, it's like those movies, like there's that movie, uh, New Year's Eve, and there's a movie called Valentine's Day. And yeah, like, where it's like intersecting. Uh, yeah, the, what's the Christmas one with, with Love uh, Actually? Love Actually. Yeah. It's like those stories where it's all of these random different stories, and they all intertwine, and they somehow are like not 600 degrees of separation, and they're yes. all tied together. Yeah. And I love those. Like, those are some of my favorite movies, like where mm-hmm. it branches and shows people's different lives and scenarios, and then they all collide at the end. So yeah. I was really excited when I saw this book was like that but the bank robber story was beautiful because oh I use that word again and he stopped saying that but um I liked her story because you really sympathize with her and one thing is is that they they made it to where you didn't know that the bank robber was a girl until the end like yeah, so they yeah, kept calling they just called her the bank robber so you instantly it was funny how we instantly all assume yeah. it's a man and you find out that they explain what happens with the bank robber and the reason why she becomes a bank robber is her husband, she works at a place, and she finds out her husband is sleeping with her boss mm-hmm. and having an affair with her boss. And, I and they thought, have kids together. And I, I thought, thought the wife yep, was sleeping with, with the male the boss. boss. I, know, that yep, was I had no idea. Sick. That was tricky. Kind of funny. Yeah, yep. that, we like, instantly oh, assume, and I think he does that on purpose to I'm kind of sure mess with you about yeah. stereoty- stereotypes. But we instantly <laughs> assume different genders, just like pharmacists are not women <laughs> yep. they're always men so and, then this yeah. bank robber uh she ends up losing her husband because he's sleeping with her boss and then when she goes to work her boss says well now this is a weird, an awful situation because i'm sleeping with your husband so you should probably leave your job 
So she loses her job. Well, then she can't find another job. She's having troubles down on her luck, can't find anything. Ends up not having a place to go and she doesn't make a big stink out of it because her husband keeps telling her, well, we don't want to... We don't want to traumatize the kids. Just yeah. go quietly, basically. And, like, we'll just do this civilly. And so she's... It made more sense when I found out it was a woman. Because mm. I was thinking a man would not just go civilly in that situation, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, and I was shocked. I guess really a woman would either. But um, then she has to... He basically tells her... I'm fi He files for, joint, for uh, sole custody of the kids because she has no place to live. And she keeps trying to get on her feet to get a place. She keeps trying to get places... And everywhere won't, you know, wants these huge down deposits and a couple months rent. And she can't get that. And she goes for a loan, can't get a loan, gets turned down again. And um, ends up saying, okay, fine. Like, what I'll do is I'll just rob a bank enough to get in a place. Then I'll get on my feet and get to keep my kids. And then I will uh, get a job. I'll make the money back. I'll go back in as a bank robber <laughs> and hand the money back to them that I stole. Yeah. And yeah. all is well. So yeah. that was her grand plan. Was So it like really was from the heart. It wasn't like a malicious. It was a desperation. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was great because you understood why everyone sympathized with this bank robber. Which and exactly why the police why officer, and especially was, when yeah. it was a woman, it was yeah. like, oh, this makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was great. I like the story also. Well, they, they also bring out because there's a couple other things that they sort of push in there but also she reminded him of his uh heroin addicted daughter that he'd been mm -hmm. continuing to kind of hope she would get herself out he kept giving her money and you know all this kind of stuff hoping she would dig out so i so i think again um his, his thing was you always help the people that you can or try and help the people you can yeah, I would mess with my phone when I'm on the recording, but I actually screenshotted one of the paragraphs on there because uh, Jim and Jack, so Jack's mom, Jim's wife, mm -hmm. uh, was all about, she was a, a priest, yeah. right? And she was all about helping people, basically meeting people where they are. You know, not expecting people to be perfect, really going mm -hmm. into the trenches and, and just loving on people where they're at, no matter what state. And that was kind of it, what she she preached and mm -hmm. really instilled in them. And so that was Jim kind of honoring, I feel like honoring his wife and everything yeah. she taught was really just trying to sympathize with where this bank robber was at and giving her grace. And what did you guys think about the ending? So like the ending was Jack and Jim. So Jack fi Jim finally tells his son, Jack, that he let the bank robber go. And kind of situation and the ending was them watching her play with her kids mm -hmm. and she's there with her children and they decide to just drive off and I liked how it ended with them realizing that they did a good thing by giving her compassion that they kept a family together yeah I uh, wondered you know I could see the older cop doing that more than the younger cop because because basically they needed I mean, she broke the law, so they needed to bring her in. So I could see the younger cop probably would have a much harder time. I could see yeah. Jack kind of going, Dad, this is not okay. We need to bring her in. And mm -hmm. Well, and he, so he I don't know a, how, I kind of had a problem with that. I thought that's a little unrealistic. Well, he, and also he had a promising career. He had been offered a job several times in a bigger city in Stockholm, and he kept turning it down so he could, you know, be with his father. But basically, he goes out after he learns what his dad did. 
he goes out to the press, because this was a hostage situation, he goes out to the press and said, yep, we lost the perpetrator, we don't know where he is, we have no leads, it was all my fault. So he takes the blame for all of this stuff on his shoulder, and so his dad feels shamed about that because he put his son in this position. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wish that the two of them talked more. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because even in the book, it would say, Jack said this, but he wished he would have added this. Mm-hmm. And then Jim said this, but he wished he would have added this. Like, so it, it was a little frustrating because I wanted them to talk to each other. Because mm-hmm. yeah. well, I, I think that was a point, though. Yeah. You know, when the mom died, that was the connection between those two. So they were just kind of two people that two strangers basically mm-hmm. you know it was the mom that kept the whole family she together. was the glue and mm-hmm. yeah and so when she died then those two just didn't know each other yeah it it just that was that was the one thing that felt unfinished because the author did a neat little job tidying up all this other stuff but i didn't feel like that was tidied I feel like though this book did a great job at, at showing the, the, the realistic problems. You know, there wasn't anything grandiose like about this book. Like it wasn't like these crazy, you know, some of the past books we've read where they're just these intricately woven like dramatizations of mm-hmm. real life scenarios. And yeah. I feel like this book really just captured a simplistic level. Like, for example, um, Roger and yeah. Anne. Yeah. Uh, is that their names? Roger yeah, Anna? Roger and Anna. I like said Anna. Anna. So, Annalena. Annalena. I just Annalena. said Anna. Okay. So but they yeah. were this couple that had been married for a long time, and she was uber successful, mm-hmm. and her career was always doing really well, and she traveled, and he stayed home, and he mm-hmm. had a job, but um, she kept waiting for him to kind of become the main breadwinner, and him his job to go up but really he was just kind of plateaued in his job and nothing major was happening but she kept just excelling 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 and that really hurt his pride and and that that his pride being hurt really was like a a big thing in their marriage Mm -hmm. and so she always felt like okay he needs something to feel like more like a man because he had a point one day where he I can't remember why he retired like Oh, they made him retire because he started getting nosebleeds because uh, he was burnt out. Yes. So they basically made him retire, which hurt his pride even more because he wanted to excel. And then he found out that they actually did just fine without him being there and Mm -hmm. that he really didn't matter in the scheme of things at his job. Mm -hmm. So now he has no pride and his wife always excels. So she, being the doting, loving wife, wants him to succeed at something and all they really have together that's their own is they go to Ikea together. Yeah. They made it very cl- clear that they go around to the different Ikeas and they've been to every one of them. Yeah. And um, that they go to different Ikeas and also they flip houses because it gives him some sense of purpose. And he feels like when he buys these houses really low and he, that he's a great negotiator. That he like he goes around and he has a whole scheme where he tells her to mention like oh man what is that smell is that mold and and he'll say people like oh yeah we've got to rip out like this and this and you know he walks around pointing out all these things to scare off all these young oh these are pretty loose yeah like some loose baseboards um and so he does all these things to try to negotiate and scare off other buyers and get lower prices and they always get it low so he has a sense of pride 
Well, yeah. then when you meet Leonard, so <laughs> they try to go into the bathroom for some reason. Some, oh, the pregnant girl has to go yeah. to the bathroom. Yeah. And the door is locked, and they're like, oh, my gosh, somebody else is here. And they go in, and there's a guy in his boxers. <laughs> and it made it sound like he had a big belly, yeah. and he's got boxers, <laughs> and he's got a rabbit head yeah. costume on. And you're like, where is this going? They kept mentioning the rabbit. You're like, what is what going is on? This? And you find out that... Uh, long story short that Anna had been hiring him at all of these house appointments and, <laughs> and realtor, realtor reviews, hiring him to cause chaos, yeah. to scare off other buyers. And so it really had nothing to do with Roger's negotiation skills mm-hmm. and had to do with her hiring him. And it causes a dynamic shift between Anne and Anna and Roger because now his pride is hurt again. But he, I, you see at the end that he realizes she did it out of love. But mm. that's a really simplistic storyline. Like, yeah. that line in it's itself. It's sort of like the Seinfeld of books, you know? Yes. Like, it's just, story it's about nothing. Story about nothing. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes, on. especially in our chaotic world where there's enough crazy stuff going on and everything's yeah. a major headline, like, that was kind of refreshing to see that it was just simplistic love and and just things that really do afflict relationships of pride and not mm-hmm. feeling worthy and not feeling mm-hmm. warranted enough. And then a wife's love to do whatever it takes to, you know, go these yeah. weird routes to try to make her husband feel validated. <laughs> and at the end, it ended up bringing them closer together. But yeah. yeah, I like, I feel like he put a lot of thought into, he put a lot of thought into character development, but while also keeping it simple. Yeah, I felt like um, that couple was especially more complicated because there was also, you know, he had stayed home to raise the two kids because her career is way better than his. And then their kids grew up and didn't want children. And so then they thought, like, it was their fault. Like, mm-hmm. how horribly did they raise their kids that they didn't want kids? So it was this, So he had this whole complex where he didn't think he was good enough, like, he had sort of failed somehow, and they they finally, I think, at the end, he finally felt that, okay, I, I am good enough, you know, she loves me, and it was funny, because she was so hurt, because Leonard thought, or uh, Roger thought that Leonard and her were having this, like, love affair, <laughs> yeah. and he says something, and she's like, I would never! <laughs> in there that just made me laugh and Mm -hmm. some humor. There was one, I can't remember exactly, but Roe and Julia, they were talking about one of their mothers who's just kind of um, off-putting, I guess, and sort of, and so, and I can't remember which one, but the mother was saying, well, I mean, you got two two women, how do you even decide... How do you even decide who's going to get pregnant? Who's going to carry the baby? Yeah. And she was just pissed, and she said, God, Mom, I don't know. We flipped a coin, okay? We flipped a coin. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's kind of, I could just picture this kind of silence, and the mom's thinking about it, and then she says, so who won? <laughs> 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 like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. 
Yeah, because they brought out Julia and Ro's relationship didn't seem too complicated, really. Yeah. They basically was, Ro was made out to be a complete idiot. She just had no idea what was going on. She just was super positive about everything. But then there's sort of something thrown in there where it's like, oh, by the way, they were refugees and they had this horrible experience of as they were crossing over in the snow, they would put sheets over them. Like if they saw planes overhead, the parents would run around so that the planes would shoot at them. Like you find out that there was this horrible story there, like mm-hmm. her childhood was horrible. And the, but that the parents had taught their kids, well, you have to find humor and everything, otherwise you won't yeah. survive. Yeah. So she comes off as just this like bumbling idiot. But that's part of her insecurity too, is because she's no, she's not like the brightest and stuff too. But she's just super, super positive. And then, but Julia bothered me. I have to say, yeah, I wasn't. I mean, I understand you're pregnant, yeah. maybe you're hormonal and stuff, but she just was mean. Yeah, and she stubborn was, she and. Was mean. No. But you she know didn't what? really bother me. I thought it was kind of funny. I thought she was funny in a way. I mean, I would have been really irritated by her because she's oh. just always so childish and snotty. Yeah. But it was kind of funny to read about it. That she killed her wife's bird and blamed it on one of the children in the apartment. <laughs> she purposely yeah. invited children over so that she could blame the bird's death on one of them. Like, what? And never fess up. She and she never fessed up about this. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> That's just horrible. She she was horrible, but it was funny. Because yeah. I thought, I mean, yeah, I, I thought it was funny. She was a horrible, funny person. Well, and just some of the ideas the author came up about, about this chaos creator, this Leonard, about, like, he would pretend to be a bum and he would come in drunk and throw, like, spaghetti at everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and, and even this idea of, like, yeah, you know, the image of someone pooping on a, like, sitting and pooping on a toilet with a big rabbit head on, that's never going to leave him. Like, how how do you come up with that? Right, like, yeah, right. It just, and, he had, and he had a packet of blood in his underwear just yes, in case. Yes, just in case. <laughs> just in case pooping in a toilet wasn't enough. <laughs> That caused a bunch of craziness too because so you know the hostages get out and they the police go back to the apartment and there's like this giant blood stain like it's huge so they and they had heard a gunshot and what it had turned out to be was the bank robber hid in the apartment across the way they had put the hostage phone right next to the pistol she had when the hostage negotiator called to to once the hostages were out to try to get the um, bank robber out of the apartment, the phone vibrated, which knocked the pistol off, which shot the pistol. So yeah. they thought, oh my gosh, the bank robber just shot him, shot himself, if I was yeah. the boy at the time, yeah. shot himself. And then when they went up there, there's blood everywhere, but no bank robber. So it was this big mystery of where did the bank robber go? Yeah. I don't understand. And uh, then you find out that that was like stage blood. So yeah. it was funny how... Well, and again, that was funny because when it came out that that's what what all transpired you know he's got the stage blood in his pants and then that whole story comes out well i i brought the stage blood just in case pooping on the toilet in a bunny costume <laughs> wasn't enough then i had the stage blood in my pants too and annalina says i didn't pay for that no 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 that's that's a given that's just a little extra that i threw in yeah. <laughs> 
You just picture this guy as like totally like a slimy like. Yes. You know who I thought of? I so this was a book where I really I like really had like images of my head in my head mm-hmm. of who these people would be that would play this. Yeah. And Estelle, I thought would be like the mom on Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. Do you know yeah. who that lady is? Yeah, yes. Yeah. For yeah. some reason, I just went the whole time I was reading it. That's who I thought of that one is. And then the Leonard guy, did you guys, this is cheesy, did you guys ever watch the movie Matilda? Yes. I remember Danny DeVito was like yes. a super slimy yeah. used car salesman that would like yes. break everything. I don't know why, but I pictured him because he's like short and he's got the big round belly and then like a rabbit hat on and he's just like, <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I just, those were the kind of images I had of like the characters. Which is weird that, you know, Zara and he had this sort yeah. of argument discussion out on the balcony. She would listen to heavy metal music to get her brain to silence. And um, he just kept bugging her and bugging her. And he just was not phased or frightened by her at all. And so she found that, I guess, refreshing. But it was just interesting that like she, she had this disgust for poor people. And for like poor things, like, and he's like the slimiest <laughs> of them all. <laughs> he's like a con man, like yeah, 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 yeah just, he is a con man. Yeah, and it's just, it's just so, it's just weird because they're just nothing, nothing like. Like even before she would sit on the sofa, she went and grabbed a towel from the bathroom. Like she just, it, she just thought it was disgusting. She's so repulsed by yeah. like people below her, <laughs> and he was just. He was an odd, odd duck because really, he was a magician. <laughs> right. No, wait, that was the policeman. Oh yeah, oh. right. He was, he was the sorry. He was the, the actor that did the play like at the local theater that mm-hmm. he kept trying to bring up. So he was this actor guy. It was the stupid police officer that was a full time magician, <laughs> right? Yeah. And part time police officer. officer. <laughs> not find that funny like Jack was like not amused I thought that was fantastic but because he's the one that told him like yeah guys that's fake blood that's not real blood yeah yeah well how do you know well in my other job my main job as a magician (laughs) or he goes he goes my I'm on the side I'm a magician wait let me be real I'm a police officer on the side yeah yeah, exactly that was funny yeah, that was that was. Weird. I just thought it was it was it was interesting because they sort of had these stupid people, or you know these idiotic people actually bring things to the smarter people's attention. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like Jack and Jim sort of looked down on him, like, oh, this guy is such a buffoon. I can't believe he's working. Blah blah blah. And then he's the one that had to tell him, guys, it's not even blood. Right. Like, that's, that's not what blood looks like. Like, seriously? Okay, I can't wait to talk about what you guys think about, like, the writing style and all of that. But I think we need a wine refill. Yes. So this would be a really good time for our break. Perfect And we idea. will be right back after we fill up our glasses. So Sounds stay good. tuned for the Part rest. too. So what did you think about the plot? Like, what did you... So one of the things I, I sort of mentioned was the I, the narration style was different mm-hmm. than his other books. I didn't... At first, I had a, a hard time because it was, oh, the story's about a bridge, but is it really about a bridge? Yes. Is it about yeah. this? 
oh, and this blah, blah, blah happens. But this but, story's not about the person that jumped off the bridge. Yeah, it's not really about that. And we'll get to that later. Like, that that bothered me. I was like, just don't mention it then. If that's not something we're going to talk about now. Yeah. Just don't mention it. So, that kind of style bothered me a little bit. Yeah. Um, it, it took me a little bit to sort of adjust to, you know, like a, a pool. I had to dig my, my toe in. But... Um, <laughs> It, it, that kind of um, bothered me a little bit. And the kind of back to the past, present thing, I mean, it was okay, but um, it, it seemed to make things a little more, I don't know, confusing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was the intent, but I, I thought it was really funny. Some of like the ideas were just strange. It was easy to read and it was easy to, to get involved in. And I loved, I loved Estelle. She was just this, this she was sweet so older lady. Yeah, I really liked her. And she was pretending to be someone looking at her own apartment because she wanted to make sure it, <laughs> I know, she wanted to make sure it went to someone that wanted a home and not just like an investment to resell. So she, yeah, she acted as what she was one of the buyers and then you find out. It's really her apartment. Yeah, and I just thought that that was just the sweetest thing, uh, which is why it's kind of funny because, you know, there's a couple of the women that end up in a closet, this big walk-in closet at one point because, you know, they're sort of going off to cry or whatever. <laughs> and she just goes into a this chest and, like, starts pulling out wine and a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> And they're like, what are you doing? And she's like, well, if I were to have wine, this is oh, where I'd keep think it. about that. That's funny. I never really realized that, that that actually is for real life. Yeah. Ooh, what kind of wine is this, Cheryl? And what is that? Oh, this is that fancy thing, huh? Yes. This is a wine from Grocery Outlet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is. Ooh, we are fancy. California wine. Ooh, fancy. fancy. And it's a Napa Valley. Uh, Gabrielle Ashley, number, number, doesn't say any number, a vintage of 2019. Whoa, that is an old wine. Cabernet Sauvignon. Cabernet Sauvignon. Thank you. Um, I really, so. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. I'm sorry. But anyway, what I loved was like, she was like, I had an affair once. (laughs) <laughs> and it was an emotional affair. Uh, she and this neighbor would trade off books, but they would underline and kind of leave notes in there. And it just was so adorable because then they're like, well, when did you? She's like, I never did that. <laughs> you know, but she considered it an affair because yeah. it was, you know, emotional yeah. and she, you know, loved him. But I just adored her. I liked her too. And I love that she gave, like, my favorite part of the story is the compassion that they showed the bank robber. I think that that was really neat. And I really like that Estelle gave her a home I and know, let her have so a place sweet. to have her children. And Estelle kind of became yeah. like the the grandma. And then, you know, I just, yeah. I love that it took, I think what was neat about this book was it took a moment that would be really scary. And it'd be really mm. scary to be in a hostage situation. And to be in that, and it turned it into, like, the bank robber, she kept apologizing to everybody, I'm so sorry I put you in this predicament, and everybody mm-hmm. actually was like, oh, no, don't apologize, yeah, like, don't worry about because it, 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 it became something where people got to take a second, and they got mm-hmm. to get to know other people, and they got to kind of get 
down to their feelings and identify things like this this unfortunate situation actually made them all grow and it brought people together and it kind of changed all their lives and I thought you know this is a really good lesson for like everybody now like we're all going through crazy times and the world's a crazy place but like there's going to be good things that come out of it there's different connections and there's different appreciations and Mm. I just thought um I thought it was a great pick for like like I feel like it was uplifting in a way that it was it teaches was. you that to just yeah. be there for whatever moment whether it's good or bad like it's all going to be there for a reason mm-hmm. and I like I felt like I, I feel like it was a good reminder of like hope and and it, they made it or he made it seem like they kept in touch yeah too. and I thought it was good because you know Estelle got a new roommate, but she also got to have like kids around, and mm-hmm. so she got to kind of be like a grandma, which was really sweet. And um, then you know Julia started you know trading books with her, kind of like what she used to do with yeah. him, uh, which I thought was super cute. So there was some really adorable things in there. I did just really they never gave us the bank robber's name. They always just called yeah. her the bank robber. Yeah, yeah, they never did say where mm-hmm. he was, did they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did you think, like, what did you think of the writing style and I, well, I liked it and I didn't like it. I, I liked his humor and Mm -hmm. I liked that. I, some of the things I was like, you know, this book could be about a hundred pages less because Mm -hmm. he, it was like he was writing as somebody would think every little Mm -hmm. tiny thought that came out there, you know, every, um, oh, look at that skateboard there. Oh, I I just, oh, oh, there's a bug right there, you know, and just. (laughs) Squirrel. Squirrel. Yeah, exactly. Squirrel. Oh, there's something shiny. Uh, Oh, and what was I talking about? And so, rather than just... Maybe that's why I liked it so much, is I very much relate to that. (laughs) So, I didn't didn't really like the jumping from one thing to the next so much like that, but but it was funny. I've noticed a lot of our books are that way. Like, I'm starting to... I felt like I read a decent amount of books before our Mm -hmm. book club, and I feel like... Since we started this, almost every book we've been in has bounced back and forth from the future yeah. to the past and the future to the past. I mean, The Woman in the Window did it. Yeah. The Silent Patient did it. The Starless Sea did it. Yeah. The, well. the girl in Silk who wrote in Silk did it. I mean, I yeah, think like right. every book we've read has done this that's... bounce back and forth. Yeah. So maybe, yeah. Maybe that's why I'm over it. Yeah. I mean, it really, it's a common theme of like, that's like a new writing that's like taking over. Yeah. A new writing style is so, like it'll jump back and forth. One thing that I, okay, everything tied up nicely, which I appreciate closure. Like, I love closure. I hate cliffhangers. I don't like it. It was pretty hallmark. It was. Yeah. But I, it kind of reminded me of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, where you think <laughs> it's the end, but then another end comes, and then another end comes, and then another end comes. Yeah, I could see like, that. Like, it kept going. But, like, those movies are like that, though, where, yeah. like, you have to wrap up every single... Because I'm like, oh, that's the end. Oh, why are there so many pages left of this book? <laughs> what is going on? It just finished, what else right? What happened? Do you guys yeah. want to know what bothered me that yes, I is okay. so like, Yes! Tell us yes. what bothered you! <laughs> I It bothered me how disrespectful they were to the police officers during interrogation. <laughs> like, okay. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. It drove me I was crazy. Like, wow, yeah. So really like, sit there and talk so like in this that? book, it shows the inve- the interrogations of uh, each of the witnesses of the, ba- the hostage yeah. situation. And I... 
I kept thinking, okay, have the one person that's super mouthy, like, like, what are you, an idiot? Yeah. What are you, slow? Like, okay, have one character out of that. But, like, every one of All them was of that them, way. Yeah. And I was thinking, come on, okay. really? Okay, but uh, in fairness. Maybe in Sweden, that's okay. No. I, it, right? me, it bothered me so bad. I thought about that, too, but in fairness, the police officer's interview skills were... Horrific. I would never be disrespectful to a person in authority yeah. to that extent. Like, they all were overkill. They all were like, what are you, stupid or something? What are you, slow? Like, yeah. well, I don't know. Aren't you the one doing the investigation? Well, okay. I was like, okay, but cow. the police were also sarcastic. They're like, oh, you're, you're talking about Waldo. Like, they, they did that whole thing, too, where they were being sarcastic to them. And yeah, that's what I mean. Like, they, it caught me off guard. It's different because yes, they, I get it. that's, that's what, I mean... I think they're being disrespectful, yes, but that's kind of like they can, I guess. Yeah, like I understand like a couple of people doing it, but then we got to, I'm like, why are all of these people like this? Maybe their police system is corrupt. Well, I was just thinking, maybe in Sweden people don't respect their police officers. I don't know, but yeah... And then later on when you find out, like, they've all said, okay, we're going to be very yeah. generic. And basically just try and frustrate him and don't tell him anything. Yeah. But that did bother me. But the, the police officer's skills were just awful. Yeah, they were terrible. But they did make it a point that they weren't yeah. well-seasoned. You know, like, they were kind of... Like, this was a new thing for him. Um, okay, so I think we have about 15 minutes left. So, Tanisha... What's our rating what's system, our rating system this time? Okay. Um, so I chose PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. Yes. Just because all of the characters, uh, seem to really struggle with this, you know, especially when talking about, you know, suicide and seeing someone jump off the, you know, the the bridge and whatnot, which, oh, side note, I really appreciated, uh, on the last page of this book. The author oh. actually had suicide Me hotline. Too. Yeah. Yes, that was really cool. Well, did you read the thanks that yeah. he, one of his really close friends killed himself? But it said, mm-hmm. I, I will always, like, yeah, he basically said, like, I'll always hate myself for not that. saving you. And that was really like, oh, like. Yeah, that yeah. sort of made me cry. I know, me too. That was really. Yeah, it was, it was heartbreaking. And I, but I just love that he put, like, resources in there. Because, you know, suicide is very triggering, and I just really love that he put that I there too. in case you need someone. Yep. I do, too. That was nice. Anyway, so I chose... Um, nice touch. It was a nice Richard. Touch. Good job, Richard. Good job, Dick. Good, good job, Dick. <laughs> um, nice touch, Dick. It's Frederick. It's not Richard. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh that's terrible. <laughs> quite as well. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, Good job, Fred. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, Mr. <laughs> Batman to you. Yeah, jeez. So, I chose PTSD. Okay. So, um, rating, you know, one to five, but they're going to correspond with number one, uh, or I should say number five is going to be the uh, the first line treatment for PTSD, which they usually go to, that has shown to work the best. And then number four is the next, and then the third, second. So number one's going to be sort of like second line, third line therapy. That's how I rated my system. Oh, okay. So are you starting so from five weakest is the best to strongest? Rating. Yeah, exactly. So for five week, is the best rating. Yeah, so five is the, the best, best rating of like the, okay. the, the best effective. data available to actually help with PTSD. Okay. 
So number one, which is, you know, doesn't have a strong data. Number one is nifazidone. And then number two is going to be phenylzine. Number three is amipramine. Number four is venlafaxine. And then number five is paroxetine. Oh, really? Mm. Huh. Yeah, it's very interesting. A lot of those drugs we just don't use at all, really. Yeah, we don't see very many. We'll still see venlafaxine occasionally, yeah. And I will note that on the venlafaxine, they, they did specify that it's used for non-combat related PTSD. Oh, that's interesting yeah. that they've been able to separate it. Because obviously there's, you know, war PTSD. Yeah. Venlafaxine we use a lot, but um, Paxil? I don't see that very often anymore. I know. Use so, Paxil anymore. Yeah. It's always citalopram or escitalopram. Yeah, those are the big ones now. Yeah. But anyway, so those are, those are, those are the five... The five scorbies, my PTSD scoring <gasps> system. Okay. So which was the best one again? Oh, so, that was Paxil. Yeah. Okay. So the best one's Paroxetine. Yeah, Paxil. Okay. All right, Shirley, mm -hmm. you go first. Huh. Oh man. So what am I gonna rate this? I would rate it. It, it wasn't life changing. We always said the top rating would be a life changing book. It's right. not gonna change my life. Nothing about it will. So I would rate it a four. Okay. I would rate it, is that Venlafaxine? Ben, yes, okay. exactly. Okay. What's a three? Amipramine. I'm gonna give it a three and a half. And it doesn't mean I don't really like the book I did, but it was just it was just okay. You know, like it was it was super cute and served a purpose and I liked it and I thought it was fun and it was well written and well done. Mm -hmm. But like it, you know, I'll just look back at it and think like, yeah, that was, that was cute. Just like I feel about those types of movies too. Like they're mm -hmm. fun when they happen because I like the Hallmark ending of everybody coming together, but they're not something where I'm, like, changed by it. Yeah, like, I've already forgotten the name of it. Yeah, like, it was good, it's, you know. What's the name people. of it? Oh, yeah, Anxious, anxious people. people. Yeah, Yeah. so, I mean, it was great. I, it yeah. doesn't mean I really liked it, but I'd give it about three and a half. Right. Um, I really liked it, too. I definitely think this is, like, a niche book, though. Um, it, you know, it can be triggering for a lot of people just because it deals with mental health. Um, but I really loved his characters. He's very good at writing characters in his other books, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're very heartwarming, and you feel like you get to actually know them a little bit, and I, I just adore that. Um, a four for me, or, you know, a Ben the Faxine for me would be if, like, I would recommend it to people that were like, oh, have you read Like, yeah, you should read this book. And I feel like only some people would really appreciate it. It wouldn't be one that I would recommend to everybody. Mm -hmm. So I'm with I'm with Sherilyn, where I would I would give it, you know, in in the Mipramine Plus. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it's 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 yeah. it's really good. I I'm glad that I read it. Yeah, me too. And I like I don't it. ever yeah. I don't think I wasted any time, and no, it wasn't hard to get through. I wouldn't reread it. Yeah. And it wouldn't be a rec like if someone were to ask me books, would I recommend this? Wouldn't be one that I would automatically think of. And it's not one where I'd be like so excited if they made it a movie where I'm like, yes, I can't wait to see this on screen. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like I'm not yeah. jazzed about it. Yeah. It was like, oh, that was that was nice. But there was there was wonderful points about it. Yeah. But it just, I, yeah, it just isn't. Yeah, that's a good point. Would yeah. I recommend this to somebody else? 
I'm not sure. I mean, there are a lot of books that I'd probably recommend before this one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll still keep my core rating, but yeah, yeah, uh, just because I enjoyed it personally, yeah, um, and I like the humor. I always like books that have humor. I like books that make me laugh. So what's so what's that like? Uh, would we call that a then the vaccine minus or an amipramine plus? Mm. Let's give it an amipramine plus. Okay. Yeah. Just because I said I wouldn't recommend it, it wouldn't yeah. be one of the top recommends. Okay. So this is a PTSD amipramine plus rating, which for people use numbers, that's like a three plus or, you know, three, three and a half out of five. Um, that's kind of where we are with this one. It was good if, uh, it is triggering, so just be careful if, you know, if you have a hard time with these type of issues, but um, it, it was really good. And I, I, I really loved the characters. I love Estelle. And as far, it didn't dwell on suicide. That's not what the book was about. No, no. It was yeah. about suicide. No, not So, at all. you know, if you know somebody who committed suicide, I don't think that you would, be, I don't think this book would make you feel bad because no. it wasn't about that. It was about a bank robbery and about all these people getting to know each other. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention, which I think was super important, I can't believe I forgot it, was um, Zara had Nadia read the letter to her um, that the guy that committed suicide wrote, and it said, this isn't your fault. Right. Oh, yeah. So Zara had carried that letter around feeling guilty and like a horrible She probably thought it was person. the letter telling her how this is your fault, yeah, I killed my yes. mom. Yes. Yes. And so, so she carried all that for no reason. I did this yes. because you didn't give me a loan and all you this. You my life. All these years. But yeah. it's just, it's, when I read that too, I felt relieved for yeah. her. And yeah. I was just like, uh, and I was hoping it would go like that where he would say like, don't blame yourself or something. But I also really like that she introduced Jack and Nadia. I yeah, I like, think that was I sweet. think that's really neat that he saved her back when he was a boy Do you from think, jumping. So what's up with Frederick Bachman? Does does he have kind of this obsession with suicide? No, it's I mean because, his friend committed um, when he read his Oh, so. okay, that's right. His but his friend did. I think so a little bit because in the man called Uve, you've yes, seen it. Yeah, the older the gentleman thing. is trying to kill himself, right. but he keeps getting interrupted. I think that this has probably had a large impact on yeah. on his life, and so in his writing, it's kind of a recurrent. Yeah, thing. you're right. It I forgot that. Yeah. that happened to him personally. Yeah. So, but yeah, he he does a really good job about. Um, exposing sort of the feelings of the people around mm -hmm. yeah in the other in a man called Uva too yeah. it was the same way yeah so it was kind of neat how yeah other people reacted to that i'll have to check out it because i liked i mean i enjoyed it I it was he was a grumpy old man he was freaking hilarious i loved that okay man. i'm gonna check it out yeah it's it's really cute so it's but, my pick this month you know what kind of book you're getting. Just kidding. <laughs> Better be good. <laughs> I actually am not picking a psychological thriller this time. You should be really proud of me. I know, and I didn't pick my normal. I almost did, know. but they've that been really so disappointing, and I feel yeah. like I just—they've been disappointing. I might um, have to bring it back to the norm next time when it's my pick. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well. Yeah. Um, okay, so the book that I'm picking is called *The Midnight Library* by Matt 
Haig, H-A-I-G. Okay. And it says, between life and death, there is a library. And within that library, the shelves go on forever. Every book provides a chance to try another life you could have lived, to see how things would, would be if you had made other choices. Would you have done anything different if you had the chance to undo your regrets? And it says, somewhere out beyond the edge of the universe, there's a library that has infinite numbers of books. Um, while we all wonder how our lives might have been, what if you had the chance to go to the library and see for yourself? Would any of these other lives truly be better? And so it just says that basically this woman goes to, gets the chance to go to the library and see how her life would have been if she had went down different roads or made different decisions or, you know, picked different relationships, um, picked different careers. And so I just find that fascinating. I think that's, you know, I think we all kind of wonder sometimes. I feel like everybody in their life, we hopefully are mature enough that we say, yeah, but all stuff happens for a reason yeah. and we're on the path for a reason. But it is interesting to think like, what if I really did become a zoologist like yeah. I wanted to when I was younger? Or like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like you yeah. just, you wonder those things, what your life could look like. So I think it's kind of a fun way to explore yeah. uh, different choices in life. And then I'm curious to see if he has the characters pick the life they led or choose. So I just thought it'd be a good discussion book and yeah. a good way to... Um, yeah, I think it sounds good. Yeah. And who knows, maybe there is murder. Murder. Dun, dun, yeah, dun. Don't yeah, there, it doesn't sound like there's any death in here, which is a problem for me. Uh, but. Just kidding. Poor thing. <laughs> just kidding. I don't like death. Um, okay, but we want to thank you all so much for... Hopefully listening to our first season, and we hope that you guys are going to listen to our second season. Yeah. We're excited to bring you. And maybe tell your friends. Lots if they of like, good content. You know, if they like books, too, tell your friends. Yeah. yeah. And we love to hear from our fans. Um, and we are on Instagram, and we're on Facebook, and we would love to hear from you. And yeah. uh, listen to us on all major podcasting platforms. And yeah. That's it. Happy Thanks day, so much. Woo. everybody. We're on Stay our safe. way out of this pandemic to unvaccinated. Anybody else? Did you get, are you? I got one. So you're I'm half there. Did you? I'm not special not now, but I work remote. There's the no way to get me to California. But yes, in fact, yesterday I was two weeks post-second vac, so I am So I can give you a hug 95% immune. Can I give you a hug? Wow. I'm just kidding. Bragger over <laughs> here. <a> kiss. <gasps> What I've always wanted. My dream. I'm true. Drug dealing bookers review books. Out. Drink wine and make out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll see you guys next month. Bye. Bye. Bye.